Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. Today we are playing Mage Against the Machine by Jordan Palmer at Tabletop Crow on Twitter. Mage Against the Machine is a game about time-traveling wizards going back in time to stop the robot apocalypse. The way things sit now, the machine cannot be stopped. It is everywhere. It is everything. Your only hope is going back to when it wasn't to make sure it never is. You must do what you've been warned about your whole life. You must travel back in time and meddle with reality. My name is Izzy. I use sincere pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at the Sean Deer. Uh, we will have posted things before this comes out because, nah, but this is the first game that we're like officially recording for season three specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else just kind of happened, you know? Shenanigans. Uh, with me today, we have Dirk. Hi, I'm Dirk. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the Discord, and uh, that's probably the best place to find me is the Discord. I live here. Also with me today is Malia. Hello, I'm Malia. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the Twitter at Criminally Cryptid with one L. Yes, Malia is no longer a cryptid. Uh, she can, in fact, be found. I can. But, but only barely. And uh, finally, our grad school admired uh, friend, Will. Hi, I'm Will. I use the pronouns AM, which work like they, them, but without the TH and singular. And you can find me on Tumblr at Soft Animal Goose. Yeah, Will's Tumblr got nuked from orbit for no reason. Have you they been able to appeal back. that? They gave it back. They gave it back. I'm just still on Soft Animal Goose. Okay. okay. So if you want to see Will's old content, go to Same NB Hat. Uh, but if you want Will's new content, it's going to be at Soft Animal Goose. Yes. So, yeah. Or uh, the Discord. Yeah. Or the Discord. You can find all of us in the Discord. Link in the description below. I say that as if this is a YouTube video. Um, you know what I mean. It's the fucking show notes. Bleh, go look at the podcast description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we're playing Mage Against the Machine, a game that all of us looked at and we're like, we want to be time-traveling wizards. <laughs> so this is a... It the the specific description is Mage Against the Machine is a quick GMless role playing game played in a single session. And if you know us, quick is not the word I would use for literally anything we do, but we do our best. <laughs> uh instead of nope, that is about role playing without a GM. Yeah, there's if you've a been good... listening to us, you know about role-playing without a GM. Yes, but there is a good bit in here about if you've never role-played without a GM. So it's nice. Uh, the art in this is also phenomenal. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I love mm -hmm. the three wizards that they've got. We've got Big Titty Wizard. We've got, like, fucking 70s-ass mutton chops and Afro Wizard. <laughs> And then your stereotypical, 
long-bearded, pointy-hatted, sandal-wearing wizard. Mm-hmm. Sandal-wearing? Yeah. Wizards always wear uh, fucking flip-flops, didn't you know? Oh my god, he is wearing flip-flops. What the <laughs> fuck? Because <laughs> he's basically Merlin. Jesus Christ on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so when you start a game of Ma- Mage Against the Machine, um, we have to decide first how the machine came to power before we do anything else. Not even making, like, really character creation. We have to decide how the machine came to power. Wait, so, no. Uh, oh, wait, it does say... Uh, wait, nope, never mind. Okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> you're not no, dumb, you're not. you misread. Be nice yeah. to our friend. Because the thing is, is that it says we start uh, by deciding how the machine came to power, but we do that by making two memories that are emotionally impactful for each character. That threw me off. Yeah, and uh, before we really do that, I want to kind of, uh, where is this? And when is this? And who is the machine? Because mm. I, I know that this is about a robot apocalypse. Um, and with the way that we've kind of represented robots in our, uh, like, universe setting, I kind of want to steer away from that a little bit yeah because we've kind of represented robots as being like an oppressed class these people they are people i mean there's nothing to say that the the robots that are in this aren't people either but you know Mm -hmm. we've we've represented Mm -hmm. them differently than how this game wants us to so what is the machine besides capitalism Unfortunately, we cannot go back in time to prevent capitalism. We live here now. <laughs> well, uh, I was thinking about uh, my character being... Uh, I have forgotten her name. Um, but Is it I from my I... list? Is it from my list? Probably. Wait, it might not be. The Is this a character you But as an adult. I ah, then this will be in the quote-unquote future. And that is uh, Sharon. Yes, Thank you. Let me double check her full name if I have that down because I don't remember if we wrote down her dad's name. Uh, no, we did write down her dad's name. Uh, he was named first. He used to be a member of the Gilted Roses. Yeah, let me. Where is ah HH notes? She Sharon is the sticky child. Hmm. But as an adult, too? Yeah. Probably no longer sticky. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot I stopped before I got to... Uh... Uh, it the, should be the... on the on the galactic page. Probably. But I stopped before we got to one of our games, so I need to finish listening, but I got tired of listening to my own voice after a while. <laughs> You're valid. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, her name is Sharon. Uh, Sharon, last name, nah. Well, now I have to Literally look Literally, nah. <laughs> I mean, we may not have given him a last name. No, we did. I remember that. Huh? Okay. So. Do, 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 do. Uh, I know what my character is going to be. Um, although, uh, they are not necessarily a wizard. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, and if they die in this game, I'm gonna be sad. But I've chosen this. I have made the choice to do this. Mm. Oh, it yeah. is not a character I have played before. I am bringing a new character into this. Uh, because I have been wanting to introduce this character since literally we started playing for Hope's Hearth. And I just have not had the opportunity. Heh. <laughs> Alright. I made a joke on accident. <laughs> It, is this is this the opportunity rover? Is it, that who you're the, playing? It's not the rover, but it is a robot who took their name from that. Hmm. Um, the robot named themselves after the opportunity rover and is an explorer. It's like calling yourself Nichelle Nichols. 
have you have you found it yet? Uh, yeah, her last name is Jones. Her dad's name is Haggerty. Ah, uh, okay. So Haggerty. Sharon Jones. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you're playing Sharon Jones. We are in vague future. So the machine is... The mandate, right? Yeah, it's probably like some branch of the mandate in one particular part of the system. Um... I love how this is going to fuck with your timeline shit, Dirk. <laughs> it does not have to. Uh, <laughs> it's a game about going back in time <laughs> and causing anomalies. <laughs> you chose this. Although also it could be, oh yeah, this shit happened. It was supposed to happen. That's how everything else happened. You know, yeah. that bullshit. Timey-wimey shenanigans. Yeah. Anyway. So you're playing Sharon, the sticky child, but an adult, so not sticky anymore. <laughs> Probably. Sharon Sticky Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I am playing Opportunity, who is a robot. I will describe them more in a minute. Um, Malia, do you have an idea of who you are playing? Yeah. I'm Cricket. You're she, Cricket? She's a little mouse. Oh, oh, like an actual mouse what can talk? Yes. Oh, oh that's adorable. Little magic mouse. I'm an actual mouse what can talk. The Carry me in your pocket. Mouse. Oh my god. <laughs> that's adorable. Will, who are you playing? <laughs> Remember the sunrise. Um... That's the name, not a command. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if she has a last name. Uh, it might be from place. I think she's from a religious minority native to whatever planet we're on that eschews higher technology. Um, most of the time. Did you say fire technology or prior technology? Higher. Higher. With an H. Mm. Okay. So she grew up without AI. And now... The mandate has come up with some super surveillance AI that they snuck into um, tech transfers. You know, mm-hmm. to get this backwards planet, um, Fuck. Advanced. How does that sound? Just mandate bullshit, basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, Can you go in the document and type your character down? Yes. Uh, Opportunity is a... Humanoid-looking robot, um, tall, lanky-limbed, um, like, doesn't really have a lot to him. Um, and I think it's, that's on purpose, like, he just kind of looks like any fucking standard robot. Um, but they are an exploratory robot who... Upon attain- like gaining sapience, um, named himself after uh, humanity's exploratory robots and rovers, you know, Sojourner, Opportunity, um, uh, Curiosity, 
discover like just shit like that maybe i'm also cribbing a little bit from uh friends at the table you know like discovery you know shit like that it's fine um they love plants and exploring things and have a strong sense of uh curiosity and wonder at the entire universe and i love them very much nice yeah and okay so we know that the this is against the mandate in some way shape or form so Mm-hmm. We have to write down two memories that are emotionally impactful to our characters. To create our memories, we first choose a person, place, or event that we have a deep emotional connection to, and then we choose an emotion that represents our feelings towards that memory or person, you know, any of that, like joy, gratitude, hope, pride, love. And then we have to answer the following two questions. Why was this memory so important to you? And how does this memory affect the way you live in the present? So we all need to do that. Okay. I have both of my memories done. Same. Same. All right. So we'll start from the top and just kind of go down. Uh, Dirk, if you want to do your memories. Absolutely. So, uh, my memories, uh, the first one is a dinner with Dirk, Dawning, and Jasper. The feeling associated... Uh, Sorry? No! Mm. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine the situation in which this happens. Look, I don't know, okay? I just wanted those two to ha- have an interaction. And now the two of you have to help me come up with a way that it makes sense. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. They're very fundamentally different people. Exactly. <laughs> You're the worst. I know. Uh, but yeah, the feeling associated with this uh, is pride. Uh, because, uh, in having this dinner with the two of them, uh, Sharon was aware that these are two very powerful people and, uh, also aware that either they considered her an equal or they considered her someone who soon would be an equal with them. And, uh, it gives her, uh, the second, uh, the way it affects uh, how she lives in the present is that it gives her confidence and uh, the lessons learned from that conversation and those relationships help her to be the mage she is. Nice. Um, oh no. <laughs> oh, she's a chaos child. <laughs> I know I, I figured out a little bit of this in my brain and oh, no. <laughs> how could she ever be anything but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, <laughs> keep going. Uh-huh. Uh, so the second memory is meeting with Yoon and Jiwei as an adult. Uh, for people who are just tuning in for the first time to this episode, or uh, who have forgotten, because you know what, you're valid, uh, she <laughs> did meet Yoon, uh when she was a child, but she was very small, and there was a lot of other things going on. Oh, and there were so many other things going on. Yeah. And presumably she met Jiwei as well. Because uh, I think Jiwei lived, uh, lives in Hope's, uh, Hope's Hearth. Uh, in the Hearth. Hearth City. That's what it's called. Hearth City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is, uh, the feeling associated with it is hope. Um, uh, it's important to her because she needed help and they were there to provide it just in the nick of time. And it affects the way she lives in the present because she might not be alive if they hadn't been there. And now it's Malia's turn. It's my turn. Cricket's first memory is uh, when she gained her ability to talk for the first time with other beings. 
uh, and it was a feeling of joy. Uh, it allowed her to make friends, and now she's more driven to adventure and meet other people. Uh, and the other memory is of Sharon, uh, and it's a feeling of gratitude uh, because Sharon saved Cricket from going hungry with sweet potato fries. Uh, and now, uh, because of that, Cricket's very much uh, about paying Sharon back for the kindness uh, and loves to help others. Hell yeah. A good, Opportun- uh, just a good mouse. A very good mouse. Opportunity's memories are, upon gaining sapience, Opportunity was shown kindness by someone that they can't quite seem to remember very well. Uh, but what they do remember is the sheer joy that they felt at knowing that they were alive. Uh, I have a vague idea of who this person is, uh, but we'll figure that out when we get there. <laughs> so the the feeling that this memory is is of joy. Uh, this memory is the start of Opportunity's living memory when they could really begin to engage with everything around them. That's why this... Uh, this why this memory is so important to him. Also, opportunity uses they he pronouns, um, and how it affects him like now is that like he takes joy in literally everything that he does if he like if they can, um, because if they express joy, then it could bring joy to others. You know. Mm-hmm. And Opportunity's second memory is when Opportunity met Chert and was swarmed by dogs. <laughs> uh, Chert is someone else who is full of joy and curiosity for life. And this memory gives Opportunity a feeling of hope. Uh, it helped to, like, it's important Opportunity because it helped cement his mission in life, which is there will always be someone willing to help, even if that person is you. Uh, which is like how it affects how they live their life now. Aww. So remember, the sunrise has two memories. Um, the first is when she was given her name. Uh, this this culture does adult names and baby names, and she had a baby name, which it's impolite to talk about now. And now she has an adult name, and she was very honored to be given the name Remember the Sunrise, because it indicated that they had a great deal of faith in her abilities and good sense, and just thought that she needed to be reminded to strive for greatness. And um, Rem feels that she has to live up to her family's expectations. Uh, her second memory is when Rem met Opportunity. She felt wonder because this was the first time she'd met a robot. And this person was clearly a person. And there's the wonder of meeting a person who's so different from you. And there's also, it justified her tradition's refusal to use AI for work. Um, this moment cemented her determination to offer robots shelter with her people. It's very good. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have our memories. Next, we each have to determine the pivotal events that led to the robot apocalypse. Think small. This should seem almost inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. This event should be somewhere after humanity started tinkering with artificial intelligence, but before it affected every computer on the planet and took absolute control. Choose one of each. First, create a starting event. This is an event where you know something odd happened, but don't know why it's important in the grand scheme of things. Second, create an ending event. This is an event where you know the end results of what happened, but not what led up to that moment. Pair each event with one of your memories, then arrange them in the timeline, or in a timeline. Work together to determine the order of events, the order events happened, the the order the events happened in, and lay them out in a line. Um, so this isn't the robot apocalypse. This is uh, hyper fascist capitalism is taking over. <laughs> I have a picture. 
Yes. So, uh, you remember the planet where we were playing um, this night on the rooftops? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if uh, what the four of us are doing is uh, trying to save that planet from uh, hypercapitalism takeover or even destruction by the mandate? So, would that be in. Because uh, remember that this planet has already been ravaged by war before. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was our Echo game where we were in the long, long aftermath of that. Yeah. Um, and then the planet started going on this like weird. I think not, to not our a monarchy. <laughs> aren't we supposed to like these events are supposed to be things that are before we have the before we go back in time to fix them? Is that not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, this particular planet, like, uh, the point in time where our characters are, this planet has already been ravaged by the mandate. So, like, they had an industrial Um... revolution, and, like, uh, maybe that was the point where the mandate was already coming in, or maybe the mandate came in afterwards. But either which way, it is now hyper-capitalism hell. And uh, we are coming in after that. Oh, okay. So is this after the This Night's on the Rooftop game? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Long after. Okay, so where our characters are now, in their present, Mm -hmm. is long after that game has happened. Yes. Okay. Okay, I understand now. You are the person who is keeping track of our timelines, so I trust you. (laughs) This is what happens when you play time travel games. (laughs) Everything Um, gets complicated. Okay, Okay, so we need to think about how old our characters are. And think about these starting events. And, you know, and ending events and pair them up with our memories. Um, I know Opportunity is fucking old, but Opportunity <laughs> is a robot, so, like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I think Opportunity probably has the earliest memory in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the starting event for uh wait wait i i think when it says create a starting event and create an ending event it means something separate from our memories yeah 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 yeah. but i'm i'm thinking because i want the starting event to be paired with opportunity's first memory Mm -hmm. and it is I think that when Opportunity gained sapience, it wasn't, like, the start of when robots were gaining sapience, but it was, like, not terribly long after. Mm-hmm. Um, and the starting event that's paired with this is there was, like, a glitch in the system that, like, very quickly, like, the AIs, like, fixed it themselves because... Meh. Mm-hmm. But some of the one, like, there was just something off about it. It wasn't necessarily to do with the robots, but maybe to do with, like, the corporations that made them? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it was it was weird. And that that's the thing. That's the small thing what happened. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll type it. Thank you, I appreciate you. Oh, let me put on my wrist brace. Ah. Yes, I appreciate you taking care of my good friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the... The ending event... Uh, (sighs) Well, we should figure out whose memory would be the most recent 
uh, following the similar logic of opportunity is the oldest. So their yeah. memory would be the latest. Who's the next oldest? <laughs> Maybe um, Cricket and Cricket and Sharon meeting might be the most recent because Cricket is mouse. I is mouse, but I no, is magic mean, mouse. The, we now. mean we mean the um, in the timeline after opportunity mm. gains sapience. Whose memory is next after that? Hmm. Oh. I think I, Rem's in her middle ages. Middle, middle, mm, 40s. That makes sense. How old is Sharon at this point? Uh, I'm going to say Sharon's, uh, Ah, fuck it. Sharon's 33. Okay. Okay. And I'm assuming Cricket is not that old. Um, well, I was thinking, like, mice don't really live that long, but Cricket's a magic mice, so... uh, Or a magic mouse. uh, So, I'm gonna say still, though, Cricket's like... Like two, <laughs> yeah. an adult in mouse terms. But, an adult yeah. in mouse terms, but yeah, still not super old yet. It's not like the old graying beard, flip flop magician yet. <laughs> this is this is crickets in her early twenties. <laughs> yeah, and mouse years. Yeah, which means uh, probably the next one is gonna be. Um, remember the sunrise being given her name, I would assume. Yeah. But I think, like, before we do these memories, aren't we supposed to do the the ending memory, too? And then we fill in in between. Yeah. Afterwards. I think every one of us is doing a starting memory and an ending memory, but that's... Not talking about it was the start of the ro- of the apocalypse. It was the end of the apocalypse. It's talking about what we know about the memory. Yeah. Oh. I thought we were supposed to about the event that started the no, machine okay. coming to power. So yeah. we're determining pivotal events, but they're small. They're Mm. inconsequential. That's why the thing that I said is there was a glitch in a bunch of AI Mm -hmm. that seemed to come from, like, like, things that were produced from specific companies. Mm -hmm. Which is a small thing. It fixed itself. Mm -hmm. But in our present, Opportunity can point at that and go, that was part of it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, I see, I see. So what and it, these events happened around the memories that we have. They were yeah. either the same day or sometime within the direct vicinity within a few weeks, a few months, a few days of that memory. They're very very close to each other and we can connect them in that way because we're using as we go through these games, we're using our memories as a jumping off point. We're going to those memories. Right. To try and fix the thing that happened. Okay, so we're what we're doing is we're labeling... Uh, each of us has two memories because one of them is a starting event and one of them is an ending event. Okay. Yes. The starting event is where we know what the thing that caused the problem, but we don't know specifically what problem. And the ending event is where we know the conclusion... Of a th- of we know a conclusion, but we don't know what caused it, and they're they're not they're not connected to each other. They're two completely separate things. Basically, we have to figure out and stop these things. Okay, okay, okay. So it's about yeah. the way we play, because uh, the way it goes yes. in the game is that uh, if you know how an event starts, 
that's a different way of doing things. And if you know how the event ended, that's something different. So, yes. So that means that um, Opportunity's other memory has to be something where Izzy knows how uh, whatever it was happened ended, uh, but not what caused it to do that. Yes. Yes. And I'm thinking of that. While you guys are thinking of your starting events, I'm thinking of my ending event now. Okay. So, my starting event is, remember the Sunrise um, snubbed a cousin after getting her name. Because she didn't like the name he got. Okay. And your older memory doesn't have to be the memory where uh, you know how it started, but not how it ended. Because this memory is related to the mandate taking control. So, but. Yeah, but this this happens to be... Okay. I, I know it's important. I think the starting one for, for Cricket is going to be nibbling on <laughs> nibbling on a random cord. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and what memory is that attached to? Uh I think I guess the I guess the like Meeting Sharon and okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if are are we doing this right for sure? Yeah, we're doing it right. We're doing yeah. it right. Okay, because yes. I feel like my you memories know, are kind of no. weird. The, the, that's the way that memories are. That's part of the point of this game. Okay, yeah, memories no. are weird. Yeah, and we don't always remember them correctly, or we don't always remember every bit. We just remember the important bits and the way that we felt. And it could be that the way that this is related to that memory is the cricket was nibbling on that cord because she was hungry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And it can still come later in her personal timeline. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, And Will, how is your, what memory is yours connected to? Oh, the the memory of Rem getting her name. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, Malia, can you type yours in, please? And then, Jerk, what is yours? Um, I think my starting event is, um... Uh, it's gonna be, uh, the meeting Olyun and Jiwei as an adult. And, uh, I think, uh, what started that Sharon can connect to this whole thing is, um, when they, like, uh, dropped me off wherever I was going, um, like, uh, their ship, uh, um, blocked in somebody else's ship, uh, and prevented that ship from leaving on time. Little things. Mm-hmm. Little things. Don't laugh at me. Would you like to read your ending event out loud? (laughs) Cricket's hit with an experimental ray. Just let Cricket talk. (laughs) Cricket can talk. Okay. Where is that in our timeline? I was going to put it as an ending one because I thought that we had to do the ending first. No, no, no. Okay. Before we do so, in between. No. So, 
Okay, ignore ignore the starting event and ending event bit. Okay. These events, in general, happen at different points in time. So does Cricket getting hit with an experimental ray happen before or after she nibbled on a wire? After. After. Okay, so that is after Cricket nibbling on a wire in our timeline. Do you think it happened before or after Sharon met Olyun and Jiwei as an adult? Uh, it would have happened before, well, maybe You're- after? Okay. We can also rearrange them as we go, because we can mm-hmm. realize, oh, well, actually, maybe this happened before. Like, that's the whole point of this point. Okay. We are putting these events in order of when they happened. Okay? Okay. The starting event and ending event thing have to do with how we, as, like, the mages in our uh, game mechanics, interact with them. But all of these events have to happen on a timeline, and we are creating that timeline right now. Okay. Yeah. And I know my ending event happened before my starting event, because I did that on purpose. (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to say the ending event... Is, uh, uh, somebody stomping out of, uh, the restaurant where we were having dinner and it wasn't like, you know, a huge thing where, uh, the entire, um, restaurant came to a halt. But it was somebody who was obviously angry who went storming past our table in particular. I think Dirk would have been like, oh dear. I have an ending event as well. That is attached to Opportunity Meeting Chert. And I think it is... After Cricket uh, gained her ability to talk. Um, no, actually, I don't want it there. Question. Answer. Not for you, uh, for Malia. Uh-huh. Uh, if Cricket learned to talk after Sharon rescued uh, them, her, one second, pronouns, her. her. Uh, if Cricket, uh, lear- gained the ability to talk after getting rescued by Sharon, does that mean Cricket has been Sharon's pet rat? Mouse. Yeah. Mouse. <laughs> I thought of it that way, yeah. Okay. It's just like, oh, you helped me. I'm gonna just be here with you now forever. I live in your pocket. I live in your pocket. Eat your sweet sweet potato fries. Pocket (laughs) mouse. Pocket, pocket mouse. I think the ending event for me is going to be right here. And the ending event is... I was going to name it one thing, and then my brain was like, remember what these are called in the Midwest? Or not the Midwest, but like fucking Arizona and New Mexico. It was like, we're not saying that haboobs start happening. (laughs) (laughs) It would not clarify things for me, I am afraid. Or me. A haboob is a dust storm. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But I realize that's not a small event. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. Maybe it was like, uh, it, well, it could have been a small windstorm. 
uh, or one of those localized things where, like, the wind suddenly kicked up in a certain way? Maybe. No, I still think that that's, like... Because it's supposed to be pivotal, but small. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that is that. My brain thought big instead of small. And this is this game is challenging me right now. Well, I mean, in a place where dust storms happen a lot, uh, one more dust storm might not have been a big deal. Like, if it rains in Michigan, that is not <laughs> a notable thing. It rains oh, yeah, all the time. I've got it. Dust storm knocks out power. Uh, to a city. And, like, that happens. Dust storms will do that. Hmm. And this is attached to, uh, opportunity meeting chert. I spelt chert's name wrong. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I am struggling, y'all. Oh, no. I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. What do you have an idea? Yeah. Um. Okay, talk us through it. What if someone met with a lobbyist? Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's. What if uh, remember the sunrise was with the people going to uh going there for a different reason and or like happen to walk in at the same time like you know sometimes you walk into the bank right after someone else what if remember mm -hmm. the sunrise uh went in right after somebody else and like in the moment was just like okay i don't know who that person is meeting uh but that's interesting. And then met opportunity and didn't think about it. But like in hindsight, it's like that motherfucker. Yeah. They're the reason the thing. Yeah. And I think, I think that's most recent. I don't necessarily okay. think it's recent, recent, but it's most recent. Yeah. I'm going to say that motherfucker. That bitch eating crackers over there. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker met a lobbyist, which people do. And like, you don't have to have known at the time that that's what they were doing, but it can be one of those things where it's like, in hindsight, that's what the fuck they were doing there. Okay, so we have made our events, we've paired them with our memories and arranged them in a timeline. So we have the order of our events. And now these things didn't all obviously happen one after the other because that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. There's shit that has happened in between these things. Mm -hmm. But this is where they have lost my train of thought immediately. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I have sushi, so my brain is just fish. <laughs> Alright. So, all of these things have to do with the mandate. The mandate is our machine. It is the thing that is causing the problems, mm -hmm. as they do. Mm -hmm. So, now we are playing the game. So, we start this game essentially in media res. We start with the first memory in the timeline, which is mine. The player whose memory this is describes to the other players what is going on in this memory. Unfortunately, though, they cannot directly interact with their memories. Instead, their job is to answer the other player's questions about the memories. Whenever another player wants to know a detail, fact, or the significance of anything in the scene, they ask the leading player a question, and the leading player answers. Don't feel like you need to know everything, just give the first answer that comes to mind. And depending on whether you know how this event started or ended, changes how you react to it. This is where the start, starting events and ending events comes into play. So, my memory is the first one. It is a starting event ending. 
uh, memory. So I will describe the scene to you guys, and we'll go from there. listening. If you like this podcast and want to help keep it going, please consider donating to our coffee, linked in the description below. You can also follow our Twitter and Tumblr at Hope's Hearth Pod and join our Discord. This podcast is part of Hearthside Enclave, and some other shows you might like are Abbey Archives, a Redwall reread podcast, and Post-Apocalyptic News Radio, a Fallout-inspired audio drama.